Hi, this is Jason McCarthy at Wickham Wanderers and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to the latest edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show where we reflect on a bumper Easter period. Well, well, there's two games. Uh, Good Friday and Monday. Mixed results, of course, but we'll look back at them both with Phil with our double match debrief in a few moments' time. We'll hear from the manager, Matt Bloomfield, as well. Get his thoughts after uh, the home game against Forest Green. And we'll be hearing from him as well a little later on in the show, looking ahead to the trip to Morecambe. It's a long way. And we'll also hear his thoughts reflecting on the news today that Jason McCarthy has uh, extended his contract at the club and will be with us next season. Uh, We'll hear from the man himself as well, uh, talking all things Wickham Wanderers and uh, why he's staying. (laughs) Not that we don't want him to, but... (laughs) Why are you staying? No, uh, more on that on the way as well. We'll preview this week's Knowing Me, Knowing Blues, which, if you haven't heard, is from uh, Gareth McCleary. Some interesting clothing-related news there. Uh, We'll uh, be turning back the clock 22 years, uh, 8th of April 2001. I'm sure you remember where you were on that day. Possibly Villa Park. Uh, We'll be hearing from Martin Lee, who was certainly there on that day as well. Really looking forward to speaking to him. Uh, We'll hear from Wickham Wanderers women midfielder uh, Bella Fulton, who plays for the Reserves. And also, of course, we'll be catching up with uh, another of our Wickham Wanderers worldwide phenomenon uh, fans, where Nigel uh, chats to a... (laughs) Not Sue Porter, as I tried to suggest earlier, uh, but Fan, uh, who is uh, now based in Dubai. But first, our uh, double match debrief from Phil on uh, mixed news over the Easter weekend. Well, you know, a heavy defeat followed by a good bounce-back victory on the Monday. So, uh, season over on the Friday, back fighting on the Monday. Uh, That's football, isn't it, at this time of year? But um, Friday was always going to be tough. I don't think Wickham played particularly well. I thought Ipswich did um, and continued their run. But yeah, I think the game plan, I think for Wickham to come out of anything of that game, they'd have had to have defended impeccably for the 90 plus, whatever it would have been. And look, we gave them a goal from a set piece and from 1-0 down, it was always going to be hard. And a great response, obviously, on Monday. Perfect response, because obviously a lot of fans were down over the weekend after the manner of the defeat. But we finish Easter three points outside the top six with five games to go. Um, and that sounds very familiar to me. It could have been sort of much worse, obviously, but a really positive kind of three points is, is you know, there's still so much to play for, really. Yeah, look, and Forest Green, well, I thought, you know, in times of the game, especially in that first half when they're pinging the ball out to the right uh, with the wind behind them, looked look dangerous for a side that are bottom that have lost, you know, now 27 games this season. It showed you that League One is a really tough division. They beat Sheffield Wednesday the other week. You can only beat who's put in front of you. Um, and, you know, look, they were scrapping for their lives still. But they've made it a lot harder for themselves now. But Wickham did the job, beat who was in front of them. They've got to do it again on Saturday. After the game, it was uh, good to speak to Matt Bloomfield after the victory. Yeah, I think it was really important that we got back to winning ways. Obviously, Friday was a tough day. We were disappointed with, with the result, but um, we picked ourselves up. I asked the boys to pick themselves up coming into training. I wanted smiles on faces, a spring in their step because we couldn't change the past. We had to look forward and we had to affect today and that's what they did. I was really pleased with the way yesterday's training was particularly intense. I could see a focus amongst the group and I'm not surprised because there's an you know, incredible group of, of blokes in there who want to want to do well for this football club. So I'm really pleased with that and uh, chuffed with the result today. And it translated to the game as well, nine minutes in and one nil up, the perfect start. Yeah, we started on the front foot, didn't we? We, 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 we railed them up before the game. We wanted the boys to come out of the traps quickly. We needed to show our intent from, from the first minute. We needed to make sure that we showed the crowd and, and everyone watching that we were ready to go. And I thought the boys did that. Um, Will's got in a couple of times down the right-hand side and, and we're obviously really pleased that, that Chem got his goal early on. Tricky conditions as well out there, strong wind. The, the rain didn't come that was forecast, but the wind had a big impact on this one too. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it affects, you know, wind's probably the one uh, weather condition that does really affect the game. Um, you know, with, with goalkeepers' distribution and, and passes being under hit or over hit. So we had to play, um, play with that as well. Um, but like I say, it was more the attitude and intensity that the boys played at that I was really pleased with. You know, the camaraderie and team spirit is never in question, but you have to keep picking yourselves up when you have little bumps along the road and, and showing that. And I thought they did that today. And more chaos from a left-footed in-swinging corner from Joe Jacobson. Yeah, we've seen that for a number of years now, haven't we, Joe? Um, you know, I think his delivery um, has been um, so consistent for that number of years. It gives us a real opportunity to get goal-scoring opportunities. And I think with the first one, Chrissy obviously attacks it really well at the minute. And Wills has got a habit of getting across the front stick. I know it's, it's an own goal, I think. But, you know, um, we work on that quite a bit. And, and luckily it came off for us today. 
Yeah, other positives as well, Gareth McCleary, first time we've seen him for a number of games, uh, a nice cameo at the end. Yeah, most certainly so. We really wanted to get Gareth back on the pitch and get him moving again you know, a couple of weeks out. He was just waiting for that right opportunity, 20, 30 minutes to go. And when it presented itself, I thought Chem um, did particularly well, but then he was just kind of running out of legs a little bit on the left-hand side. And, you know, who better to bring on than G-Mac to give you an outlet on that side. So I was really pleased with that. Get Gapey on the pitch again and, and Christy Ward as well. I thought Nick did really well when he came on as well. Nick Freeman, we needed that solidity in the middle of the park at that point and he, and he broke up play well and, and got on the ball and got us ticking. So, yeah, I was pleased with the subs. They all came on and contributed and, and tough as well. We had Sam Vokes up on the gantry with us. He's champing at the bit to get back as well. And things are looking good from an injury point of view now. Yeah, of course. We've been missing some big players for a few weeks. And we know they're big players for this football club. And the lads have been working extremely hard to get themselves back as fit as possible, as quickly as possible. And the lads have been the team. And we feel like we could have picked up a few points along the way in their absence, you know. So um, we have to make sure that we welcome them back in a position that we're still fighting amongst it. And, and I think we, we certainly are. Uh, I know what you're going to say, game by game, but is it is it five cup finals now? Just one on Saturday. Um, that's the only one that matters to us. I said to the boys, you know, when someone said in the change room on Friday, six cup finals, it wasn't, it was one. Because if we didn't get the result today, then, you know, you're falling away. So our only focus has to be on Saturday. It's a very boring answer, but it's the only one I live by. We have to prepare right, we have to recover right, and we have to make sure that we show you the same intensity on Saturday that we did today. And it's another congested schedule. We've had Friday, Monday. We've got Saturday, Tuesday coming up now. So there's no respite. No, none at all. Yeah, so why we're in this game, you know, it's, to be involved at the right end of the table at, at this time of the season is why we do the job we do. I love, love this time of season, you know, and we're, we're still fighting. So we'll keep going. But as you say, it really does um, set us up nicely for, for Saturday and a trip to Morecambe, who, you know, obviously fighting for their lives. Yeah, and their home form is good. You know, they're mid-table when it comes to their home form. They've been abysmal on the road, which is why they're struggling. They've had their off-the-pitch um, issues as well um, with ownership and salaries being paid late, etc. I think Derek Adams has done a really good job. Um, he did fantastic to keep them up last season. And look, they're in with a shout of doing it again. Um, the nil-nil against Pompey did us a favour, I think, um, although they were very unlucky not to win it, by all accounts. But yeah, they're five points adrift with five games to go so they want to win they have to win on Saturday against us we need to win as well so it's set up for a perfect cup game it may be a really open game it might be another high scoring classic and we've had a few of those down the years with Morgan because it could end up in a draw I guess but a point's not really any good for either side no especially them we'll have to see what else what happens elsewhere um, but look the pressure that Wickham Wanderers are under to get in that top six is probably nowhere near as immense as it is for the clubs the size of Bolton um, Peterborough who uh, you know have had their issues this week off the pitch as well you know so Wickham can go with this with the experience of last season as well and other teams will slip up what Wickham have to do is make sure they take advantage when they do and I think the attitude of the manager and the players is spot on don't worry about anybody else just win the games look at the table afterwards and see where we're at that must be so key as well and you, and you touched on it you know we've sort of been here before yeah, yeah. You know, it's just the likes of us to go and start sweating over the, the table as it stands, looking as gold as they go in. I'm up on the gantry. They're all coming from my laptop and my phone's buzzing throughout the game as people are telling me what's happening as well. And then you just got to remember, it doesn't really matter until Wickham have got the three points on the pitch as well. And that's all they'll care about on Saturday. That's all I'll be caring about on Saturday as well, really, because, yeah, Bolton lose. Uh, if Peterborough slip up, you know, fantastic. But it only really matters if we've got the three points. And I imagine uh, multiple service station stop opportunities for you. Well, this is the exciting part of the day, really. Um, you know, we can't guarantee wins or whatever, but like, what we can guarantee is a lot of mileage to be done on Saturday. Looking forward to uh, some old successful haunts down over the years. You know, I'm talking about Norton Canes. I mean, we're talking top-level services there. Um, so, yeah, fantastic. Can't wait. Norton Canes. Very much looking forward to the, uh, the review of Norton Canes on next week's show. Don't forget, of course, you can ha- hear in full uh, the chat with Matt Blinfield and indeed Josh Cohen after the uh, win on Monday on Wanderers TV. Next, though, uh, we continue uh, our series with Nigel catching up with fans from the worldwide Wanderers phenomenon. Uh, this time, he's been speaking to Karina, who's in Dubai. I was 11 years old, and it was in May 1994, the Ensley League Division Three playoff final, and we played Preston North End at Wembley. So... You, I, I've sort of alluded in the uh, preamble to tonight about the fact that your your following of Wickham has actually got some really interesting connections along the way. So when you look at the final, what sort of connections to Wickham are, are part of that final experience for you? 
Um, so I've met several friends along the way who were actually at the same game as myself, but uh, supporting Preston North End. And uh, one very important person, my husband, was actually at the game with his father in the Preston North End. Uh, and um, so that game keeps on cropping up many a times in my life through the associates I meet, but obviously supporting the other side. <laughs> Yeah, that that I would imagine is quite ironic, really, and and of course the other side of it as well as a certain player was playing on the opposition that day as well, who went on to become pretty famous in the Wickham Wanderers ranks. Absolutely, um, a certain Gareth Ainsworth now no longer with us, but yeah, a very very influential um, Wickham Wanderers character there. That was great. So. Going on from there, what do you th what did you remember most about? Did you meet any of the players, for instance, or um, what do you recall about the whole experience? Um, I remember as a really excited eleven year old, um, starting off at Wickham train station actually, and um, being absolutely overwhelmed by the whole atmosphere in and around the train station, being bundled onto a train coach, um, couldn't sit down. Uh, balloons everywhere I remember that I remember uh, bugging my dad to um, buy me a t-shirt at the train station um, popping it on on the way through um, being bundled along in a crowd from the train station at Wembley all the way up to um, the old Twin Towers as it was then um, and also getting into the stadium um, pretty close to, uh, to front row seats um, and feeling that you were really part of it because um, although obviously we were at a huge stadium, the players were almost in touch um, with the seats that we had. Um, and um, yeah, seeing um, the old old players like Keith Scott, uh, I remember Jason Cousins um, uh, and all of these players there at the back and, and feeling quite overwhelmed by the whole experience, but really, really excited. So... Um, the next thing that we talked about previously was when you were 14, something happened to you around the club when you were 14. Can you recall that for us? Yeah, um, I was lucky enough to be a mascot um, against Bristol City, a slightly older mascot, I'd say. Um, but that was part part parcel of um, uh, having an embarrassing parent and um, I'm putting myself forward, but had an absolutely fantastic day, had my friends around me. It was my birthday as well. Um, going out into the stadium with the players around you and just really growing up with Wickham. I think the most exciting thing for me as a fan was the accessibility um, of the whole club um, to the players, to, to all the different fan, uh, fans around, uh, different staff at the club um, and just having a, a real sense of belonging as well, which perhaps you don't always get if you support some of the bigger clubs. When you were 16... Um, you were sat with your dad, you said, and you came uh, across something in the programme. Yeah, um, I remember coming across an ad in the Match Day programme for a university course that was uh, taking place at what is now Buxney University, it was Buckinghamshire Chilton University College, and that was for um, a BA Honours degree in sports management and football studies and that's something I really had a passion for I was very very sporty as a youngster anyway and played all sorts of sports but also the chance to get into the administration side of the game and I really had a passion for football I was doing a coaching badge anyway away from that as part of something I was doing through my schooling my A-levels and just really captured my imagination and something I really wanted to do had a little bit of a battle with my teachers told me I shouldn't be going away to do that sort of course that I should be looking at physiotherapy, that sort of thing that I was really into. But sticking to my guns, applying for the course, going to interview and getting onto the course. And it then became quite an important part of my life and led me on to um, a 10-year career in professional football industry. So how did you make that first step into the professional football industry after, I presume, was it during your university stay or was it afterwards? It was during my university stay. So in my second year, um, we were lucky enough to have um, a number of lectures up at the club and certain members of staff at the club lectured us on their experiences and, and certain parts and aspects of the football industry. And one of those people was Keith Allen. And 
I asked whether it'd be possible to get some unpaid work experience and Keith was an absolute gem. Um, took me on on a Friday and I went and helped him Friday morning doing all sorts of jobs and eventually that lit to some paid work in the summer and a full-time position and from there then I went on to work for the football conference and for the football league in Preston. Wow that seems to have uh, been quite a, a career path for, for yourself. Going back to your time at Wickham can you recall your first major event that you got involved with? Yeah um, there were several events one of them was a free game that we put on and part of that was to attract the younger generation. So we targeted the seven-year-olds, trying to entice them into supporting the club. And following that, when we had Chelsea here for a pre-season friendly years and years ago, and part of the preparations around that, getting the whole town involved, really. So you mentioned earlier that uh, you joined the football conference and then later went on to the FL. What roles did you um, actually perform while you were at those two institutions then, Karina? So at the football conference, I was assistant to the general manager and it was a really, really great experience into a whole host of the semi-professional game, if you like. And so I was working with the then TV company, Satanta, uh, working with a lot of our major sponsors, organising a lot of the playoff finals, so the one that we did at Wembley and at the various low grounds within the what was the Blue Square North and South and Premier at the time, and also got to work quite closely with Brian Lee, who was the chairman, obviously a link to Wickham. So uh, down at the House of Lords, we had many uh, a board meeting and I'd attend those as well. So really, really great grounding across all sorts of the, um, of the semi-pro football industry. Then was effectively tapped up by the Football League and a lot of uh, a lot of that was through the contacts I've made at the football uh, conference and went on to be the events manager at the Football League so responsible for the hosting and running of the what was the, the then Harling Cup final at Wembley Johnson's Paint Trophy final and our Football League playoff finals at Wembley and also um, I was lucky enough to host them at Old Trafford when the Champions League final took place at Wembley so we had a great experience all sorts of football there, attended many grounds for end of season presentations, had a terrific time. That was really um, an absolute blast and a real honour to be able to see all sorts of professional football world through through my job and through doing something I love. Do you have any regret or things that you would have liked to have done when you were at the EFL, for instance? Yeah, one of the biggest regrets I have is not being able to host Wickham in a playoff final. They got very close when I worked there and I remember meeting Keith Allen at one of our um, final meetings at Wembley where we used to invite um, a lot of the, the clubs who were close to the playoffs at the end of the season in anticipation of the making the final, but they never actually made a final when I worked there. But I was lucky enough that my gem of a boss at the time, Dave Cookson at the Football League, we got on exceptionally well. And as soon as Wickham did make the playoff final, he treated me like a queen for the day within the hospitality suite at, at Wembley. So I was lucky on that front, yeah. Oh, that sounds absolutely terrific and sounds like you had a good boss there in Davy. And finally, Hi. Karina, how um, how do you engage with Wickham now? You're obviously in Dubai, various hours ahead and all the rest of it. How do you keep in touch with what the club is doing? And do you have an opportunity to watch games, for instance? I do. Um, my husband and I pay a quite significant sum every month to, um, to have the in-sports on here. So that means that any time Wickham are on the TV... We managed to catch the live games and that's obviously happened once or twice a season. I was able to watch all of the playoff games years back from, from here as well. I had my little girl cheering along, still shouts for, for Wickham getting to Wembley. So that's brilliant. Any opportunity I have with the children now at school as I'm a teacher, I'm always dropping Wickham Wanderers into it keeping the uh, the Wickham dream alive over here and obviously keeping in touch with friends and family and uh, I have all the alerts on my phone for the latest scores so I'm, I'm kept well informed over here. That's great to hear. Once again Karina I'd really like to thank you for spending the time this evening to talk with us and uh, wish you all the best for the future and hopefully we'll see you back at Adams Park very soon. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderer Show, we'll hear from manager Matt Bloomfield, uh, new signing, sort of, Jason McCarthy, and find out uh, how many sit-ups Gareth McCleary does. 
it's not as men as you might think. Uh, and we'll also catch up with uh, Bella from Wickham Wanderers Women as well. Uh, she plays in midfield for the reserves. We'll uh, get the secrets to her success as well. But first, if you cast your mind back to the 8th of April 2001 and uh, where you are, uh, there's every likelihood uh, that uh, you'll probably have been at uh, Villa Park. Uh, watching Wickham Wanderers against Liverpool in the semi-final. Uh, someone else who was also there that day, in, in not just a watching capacity, uh, is Martin Lee, and I'm very pleased to say uh, he joins us on the show. Hi, Martin. Hi, Colin, how are you? Really good, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. It's brilliant to, to speak to you. It doesn't feel like 22 years ago, does it? Oh, it's flown by, yeah. It feels, feels like yesterday still. Um, yeah, the, the memories are still... Are still very firmly in my mind, and uh, yeah, it, it, it seems like only a few years ago. So, what are your memories of the actual run itself? Because obviously, there were you know, those, those ten games, and, and and every game seemed to have a story, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we started off uh, the run. I believe that we were home to Harrow Borough, which um, which was a tough draw. Um, non-league side trying to, you know, trying to with the underdogs, and they were trying to cause an upset. We uh, we we won three 0 but it wasn't. It wasn't straightforward, um, and from there we uh, we got another difficult draw against um, Millwall, I believe, uh, which went to a replay. Um, so they were they were the first two games, and then and then on to Grimsby, um, took them to a replay. And we, I remember the replay was back at their place on a Tuesday night. I remember the pitch being frozen, and um, I was lucky enough to to play quite a big part in that game. We managed to win 3-1 that night. They were a championship side at the time. Um, and yeah, then on to the sort of bigger games, if you'd like, of the run. Um, we, um, we we then had Wolves, I believe. Um, Wolves at home, which was, again, another big championship team. And Andy Rammel scored, scored, scored our first goal that day. I remember, I remember it being... A snowy winter's day, and um, him celebrating and jumping in the snow behind the goal after he scored. Which um, there's, a, there's quite a well-known picture somewhere of that. Um, yeah, so beat, beat Wolves. All these games were sellout. Adams Park, they were real, real great atmospheres. And then onto Wimbledon. It was the old Wimbledon then. Um, we um, we we drew at Adams Park. Um, Forgive me if this is right. I think Steve Brown scored a late equaliser um, and took them to a replay back at Sellers Pius where they played then. Um, again, a Tuesday night, um, packed away in. I remember there must have been probably 4,000 Wickham fans there. Um, that went to penalties. I think, I think Gareth Ainsworth was actually playing, ironically, for, for Wimbledon that night. That went to penalties, and uh, yeah, Martin Taylor was the hero. He he saved. I can't remember. I think it might have been Neil Sullivan, their keeper, took one, and he saved his penalty. And then we went through to um, yeah to the quarterfinals, um, which was yeah probably the best day of my footballing career. Um, we we beat Leicester at Silver Street two one with Roy Essendo scoring um, a header. Um, unfortunately, I didn't start that game. I, I came on a sub. I was there. I was on when he scored, and I remember just pulling into the ground in front of the the away fans, which was special. Um, and then, and then, and then the semi-final, which personally for me, I, I didn't play in it. I was sub, which I didn't get on the pitch. I, I was coming on at one point, and Guy Whittingham come on instead of me. Um, and the main thing I remember from that day was um, warming up with Steven Gerrard and. And it was nil-nil at the time. And Stephen Gerrard, come on, he was my age, so he would have been, I think, 19 at the time. And he just gave them a huge lift and the crowd lifted and they then sort of dominated the game a little, you know, in the second half and they went 2-0 up. But Rhino managed to get one back, as you all know. So, yeah, great time, great, great run. We rode our luck definitely a lot of the time. But, yeah, it was such a great squad and I was lucky enough to be part of that. I think it's easy to forget as well, isn't it, as, as fans, that you're only, as you say, only 19 at the time and, and you come up through the, the youth setup of the club as well? Yeah, so I, I joined the club from, from West Ham. I got released from West Ham and um, I moved straight into Diggs in Wickham and, um, and yeah, I started full-time as an apprentice. Um, I, think our, I think our year was the, 
was the second year they started up the, the YTS scheme. Um, and yeah, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a real great club to be. A lot of good pros that help young players. And I think as your, as your position as well, it really helped in, in making you a real sort of fans' favourite too. In my position? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of played left, left side of the midfield or, or in the middle of a three. Um, Steve Brown was always my position and he, he helped me hugely um, from being a young pro to sort of, he helped me develop my game. Um, yeah, no, the, the position I like to get forward and create, I, I, I took all the set plays, which was important to that Wickham, Wickham side. Um, Laurie Sanchez at the time put a lot of emphasis on set plays and I was part of that and we had a lot of success. And some great players and some great characters that, that were around at that time as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's why we done so well that year in, in the Cup. I mean, there was a lot of players that were still there from the non-league days with Wickham, like Jason Cousins, Dave Carroll, Keith Ryan, and they were such good characters. Um, it was a real good dressing room. Um, I remember my, my car school was, was Jamie Bates, um, Paul McCarthy and Danny Bullman. And um, some of the stories I can tell about that car were uh, yeah, <laughs> really funny. Are there, are there any other sort of games or occasions that really stand out you know, during your time at the club? Um, well, my debut against Chesterfield was at, was at Chesterfield away. That was a big memory of mine. I was, it was under Terry Evans, who was caretaker manager at the time. That was a big day for me. Um, another one that, that sticks in my mind was, I, I, was, I was sub on the day, but um, the last-minute goal by Paul Emblem at, at Lincoln away, last game of the season, team that won basically stayed up in League One. So we sent Lincoln down that day, and he scored in the, probably the 90th minute, a header. Um, which kept kept us in League One that year, so that was a that was a big day. Um, yeah, and obviously all the cup games were huge, but they were massive. So yeah, a lot of good times. And so frustrating as well for injuries that really curtailed your 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 time at the club as well. Yeah, I was I was a bit unlucky with injuries. I had two consecutive pre seasons. I I had quite bad injuries that set me back. Um, I had a couple of spells on loan, one at Cheltenham, which was good. I managed to get promotion from League Two under Steve Cottrell. Um, but then came back to Wickham and it was a difficult time at the club. The year I, my contract didn't get renewed, there was, I think there was 10 pros out of contract. And I remember being the last one to be told and it was like 50-50. Um, and it was a sad day for me because I loved my time there. But um, it wasn't meant to be. So um, I was lucky enough to have so many good times in the short amount of time I did have at the club and players we speak to speak very highly obviously of, of working under Laurie Sanchez as well you must have learnt so much from that under Laurie Sanchez yeah uh, yeah, yeah I mean and Terry Gibson they, they're both great football people um, Gibbo was great especially on the training ground um, Terry Evans was really big at the club then a big character and you know he helped me physically try and develop um so, yeah, Laurie Sanchez, we, we got on really well. Yeah, he, he seemed to like what I did. I, I, I did think at the start when he took over whether he'd like me because of my size and coming from more of a physical team like Wimbledon, I thought he might not like me, but we got on really well and he was good to play under. And overall, how do you look back at your time at the club? Oh, really fondly, yeah. I had a, I had a great time. I always, um, I always look back and... I do wish it was for longer, but um, the time I did spend, um, I really enjoyed it. I, we, we, we still talk about it now in group chats and, you know, we were lucky, as I said, to have so many good times and, and big, big games. Um, so, yeah, I, I look back at, at being at Wickham as, as a real special time for me. And really nice that you do keep still in touch with, with your former teammates as well. Yeah, I speak to Danny Sender a lot. Um, I pick his brains on coaching sessions and I want a few WhatsApp group chats with Steve Brown and um, Darren Curry. Um, who else is on there? Ian Sempember, Leon Phelan. 
So, um, yeah, and, and I've, I've bumped into Rhino a few times and Dave Carroll. So, yeah, I mean, we don't see each other as much as I'd like to, but, you know, everyone's busy. But I think we're trying to arrange something in the next few months. So that'd be nice. And fans would be really keen to, to hear what you're doing these days. So um, I have my own Tarlin Stone company um, in Woking in Surrey. Um, I've been doing that since I fell into non-league football, which is probably all about 20 years now, 18 years, something like that. So, um, yeah, it's not as good as uh, being a footballer, but, um, yeah, it's good. I've been doing it a long time and, it, and, it, and it's fine. And really nice for you to pass on you know, your experience to, to young players at that level as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm back at Kingstonian as an assistant manager, so... Um, I'm back, I'm back coaching. I've been doing it for about... Well, I've been at Kingstone for a few months, but I've been back coaching for a number of years now. And, yeah, I like trying to pass on what I do know um, to them. Um, and uh, most of them listen. And when, they see, when, when I see them doing something that I've done on the training, on the training ground, it, it's great. You know, I, I, get, you know, I get a lot of satisfaction from that. And I'm sure you enjoy you know, spending time with your family as well. Yeah, Charlie's with me now. He's uh, he's eleven. He he's football mad, and my daughter Bella, she's fourteen. So uh, I've lost her at the minute because she's off with her friends all the time and doing her own thing. But yeah, I'm lucky to have a lovely family as well. And really nice for you to be able to reflect on you know the time that you've had, and and as you say, it really doesn't feel like twenty two years ago. I know it's flown by. Yeah, it, it's uh, I keep um, every year it, it comes up on uh, either a Facebook story or. Or something on my phone every year it just I mean I can't believe it's been that long now it does seem like yesterday still and it's really nice to, to speak to, to different former players and, and to find out you know what's so special about the club because you know there is something that really special that, that obviously keeps keeps players here but also you know years and years in the future they still keep coming back yeah I think it's just a, a, a real a real good family club um, I think the moment you you walk through the we well, I don't know if it's the same entrance now through that front entrance it's uh, it's just very welcoming. It's full of lovely people. Um, people like Alan Hutchinson, I, I saw a bit on him last week. You know, great people um, that really care about the club and, and make you feel so welcome. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it, I was lucky enough to play for Wickham and um, I can see why lots of players often come back and hold the club in such um, in high regard. And presumably you still keep an eye out for their, their results and, 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 and such a, a source of pride that you were part of, you know, something which has now gone on to, you know, in later years, been in the Championship. Yeah, I still, I still, I still keep an eye out for, um, for the results. I say to my son every week, I, I look out for my team West Ham's results and the next one I look for is, is Wickham. And I, I see they're just below the playoffs, I think, at the moment. So um, we were at the playoff game a few years ago in Southend. Um, at Wembley and yeah when I get to a big game like that and they've been involved in a lot of big games um, I try and get to them um, so yeah I still definitely look out for the results It does seem such a great achievement doesn't it I mean obviously when you played you played with Steven Gerrard and against Liverpool but, but uh, and, and that sort of atmosphere you can remember as you say the home games in that cup run as well but, but fantastic that they're playing against big sides now and, and interest is really growing Yeah it's great Great. I think they've got a great core of fans with them that will always be there. And um, yeah, those big games, and especially when they're in the championship, yeah, it's great. When that when that stadium's full, it's really noisy and a great atmosphere. Well, it's been brilliant to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time, and, and great to chat to you and, and, and hear that they're doing well. And, and really nice to, to reflect on, on your memories. No worries. Thank you. Uh, Martin Lee there uh, speaking to us here on Wickham Sound. He, of course, uh, as he said, on the bench at uh, Villa Park uh, 22 years ago. 8th of April, that was, and uh, a fantastic occasion. And as I say, really great to uh, relive his memories. Uh, let's move on to uh, Wickham Wanderers women. Uh, the first team uh, still playing friendlies, but the reserves and under-18s still in league action. Been speaking to Bella Fulton, who is uh, a midfielder, and uh, as you'll hear, has been um, playing football for quite a while. I joined... About three seasons ago, I think it was the season after COVID, my team at Marlow had all folded and it was my first season at Marlow as well. So, like, I was loving it. And then COVID hit and the whole team folded, apart from me. And I was, like, searching for a new team. And 
my friend Maddie, she doesn't play for them anymore, but she was there and I met her through Fab, which is a football academy. And she was like, oh my God, like, come play for Wickham. It's like, there's no way this is real. Like, Wickham Wanderers. And then I went and I did a trial and yeah, I've been there ever since. So. So what were your first impressions? I mean, they were a very good team. I remember feeling like, almost intimidated to be like joining the team because this was the under 18 this wasn't the first team but like everyone knew each other and like they all had their Wickham kit on but it was like it was very good football it was much better than what I was playing at Marlow. So have you been into football from an early age or is it something you've discovered perhaps a bit later in life as a result of I don't know maybe watching the England women's team or or one of the, the other women's teams? I've probably been playing since I was in year seven like properly playing since I was in year seven so I think that's about 11 but I never really got into it. Like, as a kid, I didn't get into it until later on when it kind of became, like, I was in secondary school and, like, it was really cool because all the boys did it. And then as, like, I think as women's football got bigger, I, like, started to take it more seriously. That's how, like, my love for it kind of grew and was seeing, like, women's football getting bigger on the TV and, like, you know, like the, the Euros, the World Cup, things like that. Like, they were so cool. And have you always played in the same position? No, actually. Throughout school, I was always a centre mid, like a kind of box-to-box centre mid. But when I was at Marlow, sometimes I got played as like a left back, a left mid. Last season, I was playing left mid. And this season, I've played as a 10. So, I've, you know, I've moved about the pitch quite a bit. <laughs> no, definitely. Have you got a favourite or are you just happy to be playing? No, my favourite is definitely the 10 because you're kind of like a playmaker and I love like, you know, moving the ball around the pitch. So, yeah, definitely being in the 10. I think there's a stereotype that all 10s are lazy and I think I meet that quite well. <laughs> so. <laughs> you sound so proud. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice, isn't it, to, to feel you've got that sort of central role as well. I think, you, yeah, you do play a big part because um, in terms of getting the ball up the pitch, because you, you kind of in that gap, between obviously you're between the midfield and the attacking like it's it's a very big position to play in terms of getting goals because you're like the through ball but um yeah it's it's a tiring position as well so, <laughs> so how would you assess the season so far because you're playing in the reserves and, and you've had a had a pretty decent season so far yeah I think like we've we've been flying probably before Christmas we went, there was a point where we went like a certain, I can't remember, but there was a certain amount of games that we were just unbeaten. And then I think we lost two and then we were back to being unbeaten. Like we've had, this is probably the best season of football I've had in my like whole time playing because it's been so successful. And obviously everyone playing football just wants to win. Like you want to do well. And this is probably my best, as like me as a player as well, like my best performance that I've had in a season. So yeah, it's been very good. And just what would you say has been the key to, to the success? I think I've never, I've never been in a team where I've felt like properly part of the team until this season. I really respect my teammates and I feel like it goes both ways. And sometimes, depending on the team you're in, especially the age you're at as well, it's really hard to find that. But this season, I've felt like I've really felt part of my team. And I think that's made me feel more confident. So obviously I've been able to perform better. And have you got sort of goals that you'd like to achieve sort of personally and also collectively as a team for the rest of the season? I think, well, you're testing me now. Um, as a team, I think we, we want to finish either top or second in the table. And personally, I don't know. I think I'm just happy to be playing football. Like, obviously, stats and, like, goals and assists this season. I'm not big on that. I'm just, I just love football so much that I think if I can finish this season off and be proud of how I've performed throughout, that's kind of enough for me. Because I guess as well, you get to the point, don't you? You're just pleased to be injury-free and, and just, as you say, playing your football. Yeah, definitely. I've been, I don't think I've picked, yeah, I've not picked up any injuries this season, and that is actually my first season, well, touch wood, <laughs> that's my first season that I've gone the whole season with nothing. So, yeah, it's been been good. That'd be awful, wouldn't it, if you got injured after this? Now, <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> that would be just my luck, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that radio chat again. Look, what was happened? <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, I've jinxed it now. <laughs> That'd be terrible, wouldn't it, to be the, the cause? Of, uh, you've done so well, you've won the whole season without getting injured. Next week, I've been injured. The season's finished. Uh, great chat to Bella uh, and uh, also, of course, uh, backing the chair girls. Don't forget to say the under-18s and reserves still in action this season and going pretty well as well, so do get yourself along to Burnham to support them. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Final part of the Wickham Wanderer show still to come this week. Uh, we'll hear from Luke. Hello! Uh, but not yet. Uh, also, we'll catch up with Matt Bloomfield uh, looking ahead to the trip to Morecambe on Saturday. He'll reflect on the new news as well that uh, Jason McCarthy has signed uh, a new contract keeping him at the club for next season. We'll hear from the defender himself as well. But first, <laughs> uh, knowing me, knowing Blues... Aha! Is this... <laughs> Can you do that again? Uh-huh. Excellent. Um, is, is, a, is a new a new fan favourite, and uh, this week uh, we can uh, very excitingly bring you a bit of a preview as uh, to who will feature. Uh, we'll let Bex introduce the guest. Gareth, hello. hello. How are you? I'm Thanks good, for joining thank you. me. No problem. It's your turn in the hot seat. How are you feeling? Nervous. Nervous? No, I'm not. I'm all right. I'm you good. should be. I'm joking. <laughs> um, I think we should just jump straight into it. So we've had some good questions from you, from you, for you. Yeah. Um, there was actually, I think you've had the most questions out of everyone so far. So we don't actually have time to fit all of them in, but thank you to everyone that did send questions in. Are you ready? Yeah, ready. That's okay, right. first question. If you could change your position to any other position, no matter on ability, which one would you pick? And that's from Leo. I would probably pick centre forward, target man. Yeah, if I was bigger, I'd be a target man. Um, In terms of longevity, it would probably be that. Because if you're a target man, you always seem to go on a bit longer. Lovely. Nice answer. Uh, Samantha said, do you have any superstitions or rituals that you do on match day? (laughs) Uh, I have one where I, when I'm getting changed... Mm -hmm. I uh, <laughs> I don't put my top on um, ever. <laughs> pretty much. If I could play without a top, it'd be fine. But um, I don't put my top on an hour before we go out. So I have no top on until one hour before we go out. And that's just superstition. Superstition. I've done it since I was eighteen. Oh my God, love that. I used to do this thing. I trained as a dancer. Right. And if I had a good dress run and I'd forgotten to take a hairband off my wrist, I had to leave it on for the actual show. <laughs> just just got to be done. Um, okay, Claire would like to know, how many sit-ups do you do to keep that Greek god bod from becoming a dad bod? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? I don't actually do a lot of core. Right. Um, I think it's genetics. Oh. And so I'm. It's I'm not the answer we're looking for. I am fortunate. I'm fortunate in that aspect, but also uh, diet. So my diet's fairly good. So I don't do that much core. They say abs are made in the kitchen, don't they? There we go. It is eighty percent what you eat. Only twenty percent sit ups. The Wickham Way would like to know when you're in your seventies. After every game of lawn bowls, will you still be taking your shirt off? I'll still be playing, but yeah, hundred percent. Football in the seventies. Yeah, still take your shirt off. I'll still be there. Wonderful. <laughs> Um, Spidey's Car Factory said if Arsenal played before Wickham on a Saturday would you make yourself aware of the Arsenal score before you played for Wickham yeah I'm guilty of that I do that all really? the time all the time yeah, no matter, peak. yeah if they play at half 12 I have to know mm. like, what the score is mm. um, Phil said you are entering a team triathlon relay which of your teammates would you choose and who would do which event that's bike swim run yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Bike would be Jace, Jason McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, run would be Jason McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to do all three. And swim would be... Well, it wouldn't be me because I'm not great. So definitely not me. Um so you're on the team, but you're not taking part. No, I'd, just, I'd be barking orders from the side. Um, <laughs> Coach. Swim, swim would be... Gapy. I spoke to Gapy actually the other day and he said he used to swim quite a bit. There we go then. And now um, you just need a runner. Runner, Jason's doing both. Oh. Yeah, we'll just do both. Running and swimming. Yeah, okay, yeah. so there's only two people on the team yeah, yeah, and you're fine. cheerleading from I'll the side. Be, yeah. Good. Andy said, what's your favourite cheese? Don't like cheese. Don't really like it. Oh my gosh. No, don't. Serious? No. Cheese is the No, best. not for me. No. Really? So I just, I'll okay, go so mozzarella. 
mozzarella yeah, but what would you have in place of cheese then what would you say is your because a lot of people are obsessed with cheese guilty, what, guilty, yeah guilty pleasure oh my god uh biscuits good what kind of biscuits though like i would have or? yeah the cookies from tesco's the big or actually no donut oh. time there donut time love big donut donuts time. With nice fillings and they call them funny things as well They've yeah, got, have yeah. you seen the one with Paris Pigs on? Yeah, it's called Notorious yeah. P.I.G. Yeah, Love it. Don't, don't, tell, don't tell a gaffer that though. Um, Beverly would like to know, if you could have any meal and it wouldn't affect your performance, what would it be? It would be curry goat rice and peas. Very nice. But I don't eat red meat no more. So okay. That, for the last three years, I haven't had it, so... I feel like that's probably going to be an answer to another question that's coming up as oh, well. Brilliant. Um, Chris would like to know Adidas Predator Mania or Nike R9s? Nike R9s. Why? R9s, the goat. Just always. Sec- he's the goat, but yeah, R9. 100%. Nike R9s, there we go. Craig said, Who did you look up to as a player? Um, so I got into football because of my brother. Okay. I used to go and watch him play in non league. Um, but then. As a professional, um, looking at a professional as an idol, it would be Thierry Henry. And I think I've done a segment on him before. Amazing. Good choice. And don't forget you can hear the uh, full <laughs> Knowing Me, Knowing Blues. Aha! <laughs> on uh, the Wicked Wick Wanderer's social media from tomorrow. Yes, and the uh, Duck and Bear um, situation this week is an interesting one. Yes. That's all I shall say. Because they're, they're, celebrate, they're celebrating, they're separating into teams now. They are, they? yes. Um, I don't want to say anymore. I don't no. want to ruin it, but yeah. Uh, some Wikimedia's foundation news. I have some foundation news. Starting with, uh, they are running a, f- uh, they're running four menopause workshops at Wickham Library on Thursday evenings. Uh, with the first one taking place on the twentieth of April. Maybe they'll have this show on. Oh, could well do. Yeah, could do. I'll send them a uh, message. Um, Also, um, we spoke to uh, Mark a couple of weeks ago uh, at the last uh, Warm Hub session. Uh, They've released some stats for it. Um, They started in January to spot over 65s uh, in the community uh, through the cost of living crisis. There was 22 sessions in the end, over 120 guests and over 850 meals served. Uh, It was a really good um, idea. I'm glad it worked so well. Um, And they uh, have said, stay tuned for some cool hubs. Uh, in the uh, future fantastic that it was extended and obviously also yeah. really brilliant that we were able to do uh, one of our shows from there too great food as well yeah Thanks, absolutely Will. congratulations to uh, everyone involved there uh, and also uh, just a quick recap that we told you a little earlier on that Jason McCarthy yes. has signed a new uh, contract extension and he'll be at the club next uh, next week I was going to say he will, <laughs> well, he will. Be, he'll be there too uh, next season and as you can imagine he's delighted I'm delighted um it's been a good three years being back. It's been really eventful. Obviously, we've had the uh, just missing out on staying up, just missing out on promotion last year, and we're right in the mix again this year. So I love it here. I've let people know that I've got a great affiliation with Wickham. It's where I've played the bulk of my career, really, when I, I look back, and that's um, how I want it to continue it to be. I really enjoyed it under Gareth and uh, Dobbo, and I'm loving it. Under the new gaffer, I'm really enjoying it. So I couldn't think of anywhere else, really. I'd rather be for the coming future. And when you sign a new deal or agree a new new deal, do you sort of reflect on, on sort of what you've achieved and sort of how far you've come in those times that you, in those years you have been here? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Obviously, that, of course, goes into your decision-making as well, and it's hard to take emotion out of it when you're thinking about that for me you know I love it here and you know I walked through the doors here when I was 19 to start with and to think you know I'm now 27 you know I'm still still here okay yeah I've gone away a bit and come back but it's mad to think that so it's hard to sort of not to think of it emotionally as well you know I want to be here and I feel invested here and I want the club to go on and achieve success to continue to defy the odds really and I want to be a part of it so I'm delighted and I'm really excited for what's to come and you've seen so many changes obviously in the, in the comparatively short time that you have been here too yeah lots I've seen the club go right sort of around the circle really with it and it's been um, it's been great to be a part of it really and seeing the um, the transition but the main thing about this club and why it it's successful because you know I guess I have had the privilege of going away and seeing other clubs how they work as well and then you know always coming back to here is it's the people it's the people the people at this club is why this club is continuing to 
bring success year after year. Um, it's full of good people, people who want to want the, the club to achieve success. And the culture here is like nothing I've ever been a part of. And I feel valued here as a person and as a player. And I'm just really grateful and I'm really privileged to be a part of to be a part of Wickham. And how would you assess your own sort of progression and, and role in the team as well? Yeah, it's been it's been good. I've um, I've really enjoyed this season and and last season. I've I think uh, it's been whether you know whether I've been playing or whether I've I've been on the bench at times. I've had I've had spells where I've um, been injured as well. But I think I've played a good chunk of games over the last three years. I've been pleased with my my game return and. I want to always keep improving. I'm pretty sure if you asked anyone who works with me, you know, I'm always working on my game. I always want to improve my game. I'm always looking for little bits that I can do to um, make myself a, a better player. So that won't change. I'm 27, so I feel like I've, you know, I've still got a lot, a lot left in me in terms of my improvement. Improving, I feel like I can, you know, improve to my game the next couple of years. And if I can improve and help the club push on as well, then and everyone wins so so yeah I'm, I'm happy with where my game's at but I want to keep improving and obviously where you play as well you can be so influential in games um, yeah so I think that's changed a lot you know over the last sort of maybe 10 years I think the role of a fullback has changed a lot and there's different ways you can play fullback so even seeing now with Man City you're having like the inverted fullbacks which I'm really interested in might need a bit of work on the training pitch though with uh, GMAC maybe for that one but no, I, like you said, it the role of a fullback has changed, and I think people know anyway. I'm quite an attacking fullback. I like to get forward. I like to create and be involved in the attacks. But um, the defensive side is so important too. And like I said, if I can have an impact on helping us keep clean sheets or creating the other end, great. But ultimately, I just want to see us win and have success. And it's been comparatively easy to sort of adapt since the new managers coming. Do you know what? It has, but it's like it's not just been a continuation thing. You know, the gaffer has brought a lot of his new ways and new new views in, which has been actually really refreshing. And the lads have really enjoyed it, and I personally have really enjoyed it as well. And I think you know, if you ask the fans that, I think they'd even be able to pick up on it. I think the fans are quite knowledgeable here, and they they can see that. So you know, we are playing a different kind of football, though we'd still. Um, respect and know our strengths that have been here for the years and have brought us success so you know we've still got that and um, Gaffer was a huge part of that anyway when he was here before as a player or a coach so he's been really good in terms of respecting that but also bringing his own way and his own style which has been really refreshing and enjoyable really so I'm really enjoying it personally under new management and um, I think it's only going to breed success and it's a real excitement both in yourself and the rest of the players as to what can be achieved this season 100% yeah exactly so like you're talking about reflection I don't really want to reflect too much yet because we've got a really important five hopefully eight games left and we're in a very similar position last year I remember being in this room last year and I'm talking about the potential of the end of the season and stuff and we were just outside and it was like where we weren't we and it feels similar to last year but I fully believe that you know, if we look after ourselves, take it game by game, sounds really cliche, but it's it's true, you have to be that way. You know, can't look too far ahead. Morecambe is the game on Saturday. They're gonna be a tough opponent. We've gotta be we've gotta be good, we've gotta be at it, we've gotta bring our A game and then see where we are after their game and just keep ticking them off. But I feel like we can go and achieve still this season. I'm really excited about what the next next uh, few weeks are gonna bring. Obviously, more come a team you faced before, but th- this division seems so much more unpredictable this season. Yeah, like you just learn really from being in the game that you can't. There's no game ever that's really easy. I can't think of any many in my career where I've like that was a cakewalk, like easy game. They're always tough, and each provide their own different challenge. So Morecambe are going to provide a different challenge on on the weekend. And it'll be a tough opponent. They're they're scrapping to try and stay up in the league. You know, you know. I've been there in a relegation fight, and you're doing anything to try and get a win. And the shackles are kind of off, really, because like the worst looks like it's going to happen. So you might as well give it a go. So they're 
sort of you get a sense of freedom and that, you know teams are dangerous you know you see Cambridge picking up points at Bolton away and like it happens so Forest Green was a tough game on Monday and we got to respect Morecambe they're a tough team and they got some good players so it's going to be a tough game but I'm still confident if we do what we do you know, we'll come away with the points that we want it sounds obvious but coming off the back of a win obviously on Monday it must be ideal going into this game yeah of course we want to get a bit of momentum we want to back back up the win as well it's been a really good week's training so far lads are in a good place he said off the back of the win so we're looking to take that into um, into Morecambe and someone was really stood out the manager speaking after the game on Monday saying about the, the, the intensity that you had as a team and that's something you'll be looking to maintain yeah 100% and I think each game provides different approach not necessarily the same approach each game but I really liked how we went and pressed them on Saturday and um, yeah that intensity is something that is part of our game part of our identity and um, you know we don't want to be an easy game for anyone you know we're, we're notoriously known for that in this league you know if people come up against Wickham they're going to be in for a tough game and not, we're not just going to roll over you know so definitely looking to bring that the legs and the intensity into the game on on Saturday but like I said there's been a good week training we're feeling good we're feeling confident so and we're excited about the next month so yeah looking forward to it Pleasure to catch up with Jason McCarthy a little earlier on and a reminder that if you're listening to the podcast version of the show you'll get an extended version of our chat with uh, him Although if you are listening to the podcast version of the show, you won't hear me saying that. <laughs> but it'll just fit together really nicely and you'll be very impressed. Fingers crossed. I'll leave a gap so it's easier for the editor. Thanks. <laughs> uh, final part of uh, our uh, show, of course, uh, as usual, uh, dedicated to the uh, chat with the manager that we had at the training ground a little earlier on today. Uh, he starts by talking about uh, Jason McCarthy signing his new contract. It's really a piece of, uh, important piece of business for us to get done. Uh, I think Jace is... A great guy, a credible guy. Um, I love his passion, his determination, a proper family man. I love what he stands for and who he is. I think he's been a big player for this football club over a couple of spells now. So I'm really pleased. Fair play to Jace. He was really keen on getting the deal done from his side as well. So uh, all sides are happy. And pleasing for yourself as well to hear that he was saying that you know under you his, his games had a release of life as well. It must be great to be in a, a position to do that. Yeah, I think that Jace is you know he's a big 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 player for us. I think that he's got a real good intensity about his game. He he gets forward from right back I think that his personality imprints on others around him he's a really inspirational kind of character and you know I feel like he's got a lot to give so I'm really pleased that he's enjoying his football I think that there's still more to come improvement I think Jace can keep getting better over the next few years he's one of the few PK players we've got in the club and I think it's really important that um, he keeps improving striving for success and, and that's the kind of person we want in the in the building and really exciting as well with sort of younger players uh, Christy doing so well and, and Chris Farina as well yeah I think Chris was really important day on Monday for Chris I was really proud of him on Monday the way he bounced back from Friday was a tough day for all, for us all obviously and for Chris to have that mental toughness and resilience to perform the way he did I was really proud of him and I told him that it wasn't an easy situation to bounce back from only three days later and I thought he was fantastic Christy you know he's only a young lad but we've loved working with him since we've been back for a couple of months you know, we've got quite high hopes for him and small steps for him, slowly but surely. But um, it's been nice to be able to get him on the pitch a couple of times to improve that experience and, and get that thirst and that hunger for improvement from him. And great for fans and, and yourself and the team, obviously, to be having players like Dominic Gate back too. Yeah, most certainly so. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Dominic's missed a, a huge chunk of football over the last couple of years and he's desperate to get himself fit and going again. So it's been great to have him back. Uh, obviously Gareth's missed the last couple of weeks and we got Gareth back up on the pitch on Monday as well so um, I felt that was a good day and it ticked a lot of boxes for us And something you said after Monday's game about the intensity is that something you've been working on to sort of get into the players to, for the remaining five games? Yeah I think so I think it's, it's something that we've kind of been as a football club isn't it over a number of years now that intensity in our play obviously it's not easy to to bring every game because certain games have different kind of challenges in front of them and it's not always easy to play with that same intensity but it's something we believe in it's something we want to be it's how we want to be as a group both on and off the pitch in terms of our workload and our, our work ethic that intensity to everything we do and, and if you do that often enough you hope that it comes out in your performances on a Saturday And does it feel like your own experience and the players that are in the team at the moment will really help in this, so what's, what's to come for the remainder of the season? Yeah I think it's about keeping calm isn't it you know it's really exciting times and there's going to be lots of twists and turns there's going to be lots of outside noise about whether you are going to do it whether you aren't going to do it but 
for us it's about staying calm and just approaching every game in its infancy and, and, and being the best you can possibly be I'm, I'm a massive um, believer in that and advocate for, for being the best you can be every moment if you make those moments add up then hopefully the big moments go in your favour And does it affect your preparation for games that you're playing a team you know, so far down the bottom of the table in comparison and playing against a team for so different reasons? No I don't think it does because you respect everyone you play against I think you respect every team for their strengths and you know, I think you respect the fact that every club, every position, every league, every manager can be in the position where they're either trying to strive for promotion, for playoffs or fighting against relegation. I've, a, I've experienced all those different experiences in this one season, so I certainly know that you have to be very respectful of that and we have to approach the game with the respect it deserves, but we also have to have a big belief and confidence in ourselves and go and perform the best we possibly can. Matt Bloomfield speaking ahead of the trip to Morecambe. Uh, if you're not going, it's a long way. Uh, Philip will bring you a match commentary accompanied by... Pete Kuhig. No. <laughs> we had this conversation on there. Sorry. Wrong, no. wrong Kuhig. Wrong Kuhig. With... Kevin. Kevin Kuhig. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't aware you were coming to me. Sorry. Sorry. Some more surprises from Luke uh, next week. Uh, you can hear that on 106.6 FM and on Wanderers TV, of course. Uh, and, of course, uh, Cambridge as well on uh, Tuesday. Uh, we'll be back at the same time next week. Have a great week till then. <laughs> <laughs>